0: Quitters
1: never give up. It's happening. it's happening. It's
2: happening. It's happening. Looking to spice things up with your man? Well, look no further because I'm a certified freaking the sheets love coach. And I have a three step program to take your love life from non existent
3: to consistent. Step one. Cook up a dinner of hot dogs and clams. The innuendo alone will really get his engine revving. Step two, shave the tops of your toes. Men
2: go crazy for little bald smooth toes because they remind them of those freaky weird hairless cats. Meow! Step three, fill your bathtub full of whipping cream and go for a dive. Even if he doesn't like it, you'll still have a tasty treat at the end of the night. I
4: hate this podcast. What's up, Barty people? It's episode 64 of Quitters Never Give Up. Uh, you may not know me, but I'm Christopher Rosales. With me, as always, is Jennifer Sunshine. Say hi, Jen. Hey, Beeps. Edwin Miller.
5: Good day, and, mate.
4: And Lindsay from her car.
5: Hello. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's start off with messages.
6: <laughs>
4: Quitters never give up. It's Steve. You're not one and only
6: caller calling in again. Somehow my song got cut off. Because I sang quite a bit more than that, so essentially, with the, you deserve a break today, soak it up and get away to McDonald's for McMuskrat, because that was what they were talking about while that Bean was
4: covering this. talking about you can get one at McDonald's, and then I did a little. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. So anyway, that was that. Keep up the work. Bye. So that was in response to his uh, McDonald's call that apparently got cut off because he wanted a muskrat, which was also a topic. <clears throat> Cup of tea in a chat, right? Wasn't it? They were talking about um, eating beaver because of Lent that they technically didn't qualify as meat, and so you could right. eat a muskrat, You could eat a beaver. That's, oh, right. that's
2: right for Lent or something, right? Right? Right?
5: Yeah. Somebody asked. Yeah if you can eat that it it was considered meat or not okay yeah i can't remember what i did yesterday and now you're talking about two weeks ago
7: yeah right
4: (laughs) (laughs) who could forget eating a beaver um all right (laughs) let's talk about something we've been meaning to discuss edwin has a history of leaving a lot of messages and a lot of funny ass jokes for the podcast and for kevin and bean this time he kind of outdid himself
0: All right, I have one more piece of tape that I want to play, and I have to thank our dear friend Edwin, who sent this in from the Quitters Never Give Up podcast. He is a huge fan of your old friends Mason and Ireland and listens to them often, Ali. And have you heard... That you got another mention recently. Did
8: you hear your no, name came uh, up? What did yes. they
0: do? Here's what they started talking about the other day. Thanks to Edwin for sending me the audio. You
8: guys, oh, very remember well. <laughs>
9: Allie McKay, who worked at Channel 5? Yeah. All right, so Allie used to do sports updates on a morning show I did with Derek Hall, and one day she goes, I feel bad for the Clippers. I would I,
0: I would go on a billboard to help the Clippers break their losing streak. I said would- how did that how did that happen? How do we go from A to B? I feel bad for the Clippers too. I would live on a billboard Allie. Take me through this.
8: I make very poor decisions. Listen. I just felt bad. The Clippers, like, nobody cared about the Clippers. This was back when they played at the sports arena. So this was this was not even the Clippers getting to be in the big boys' um, house with the Lakers at right. Staples Center. This was back in the day. And I was like, everyone's so mean to the Clippers, and I feel bad for them. And then they're like, how bad do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I think John was like, would you live on a billboard until they win? And I was like, of course I would.
0: Why did you say of course I would? That's the dumbest answer ever. I'm an idiot. So the Clippers are so overshadowed back then. At least now they're competitive, right? But back then they were a nobody team and they were drawing like 3,000 fans or something like that, right? So here you are trying to do your bit to cheer them up.
5: Did you live there? I used to listen to that sports show. It was a morning sports show, which on Ireland. And, you know, the K-Rock signal is famous for being terrible. So there were a lot of days where wherever part of town I was in, I didn't get it. So this was my backup plan was that sports show. So I remember hearing Allie do this back in the day.
2: I remember, I think she was talking about it on the B-Team podcast a while ago.
5: I think.
4: Really? Wow! I believe so, yeah. I got to go back to my B-Team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd, I'd never heard this. I feel sad for her because she did it for the Clippers. But I guess she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have done it for the Lakers because, well, they don't have that history of losing.
5: I liked being saying, "Oh, back then, no one cares about the Clippers." Well, still, no one cares about the Clippers being. Hey,
4: and Dave, Dave King of Mexico.
5: He's a majority of one or something. I don't know.
4: All right, let's keep going
5: until they win. She said, "Sure." So she goes
0: up on the billboard. I'm not making this up. They went on a 17-game losing streak. She's up there. Is that true, Allie? Is that true? <laughs>
8: they didn't do good, Bean. <laughs> and, but here's here's the thing, and I don't know if he's going to get to this. It became the place to stop by. It was right on top of, I'm not even sure if it's there anymore, the Universal Bar and Grill on, like, Lancashire and, and Cahuenga, like, around that area. Mm-hmm. I had a bed up there. Um, I had, uh, they came in and spliced in cable up there. It was like a living room by the really? time this all got, it was amazing. People were donating all this stuff, Dan Rather, uh the nightly news. They went by no. in the helicopter, and he's like, "There's Ali McBillboard down there." It no. was huge news all over the world. being So why why has <laughs> this, this never come up
0: with all the hundreds of hours of Clipper talk that we had on the radio show?
8: I believe I brought it up. I believe I brought it up at some point. We just I don't didn't remember. delve too far into it. I don't think. I think I was just like, "Yeah." So I lived on a billboard for a while. Like that's a normal conversation piece. W-
0: what was the background Room situation like when you're living up on a billboard you have to come down for that
8: right oh i wound up having a whole like andy gump system put no. in up there. yeah it was intense and then of course i'm on top of a billboard so um we would have news crews come and they'd be like can we come up and do a live shot sure so the first time i was ever on the news ever was a lovely man from KCAL 9, John's station at the time. I think he's still on there. Came up, did this whole, like, pre-packaged package, did it all, blah, blah, blah. Sends it back, and the news director says, oh, no, she's really good. Let's have her front that that story. And this poor reporter was like, I just spent four hours here. Now (laughs) I don't even get the credit. So I did my first live shot ever on the news, on KCAL, and that guy wound up being the GM of KTLA, and he actually is the one that hired me. Incredible. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Isn't
5: that crazy? Yeah.
0: Alright, Mason and Ireland, still talking about it. So this is
4: basically the origin of Ali McKay. Yeah, yeah I guess so. So, right away, Bean goes to poop, which I thought was, a, was inspired. <laughs> yeah,
5: what is this, Town? Right. <laughs> um,
4: but that is a good question. I mean, she was up there for 17 days. Yeah, well, right?
5: They lost no, 17 it's a
4: yeah so it's longer than that even
7: hey
5: that's a long it's, time to be on a billboard yeah that's like a month yeah, yeah i think a that's month. what they said it was a month yeah um,
2: well okay i got a
5: question though mm-hmm. like
2: you see the billboards and you see the just a little little thing that you can walk on right maybe two three feet wide yeah like wouldn't you be terrified of like rolling over in your sleep
4: um
2: or maybe that's I just would, me. yeah
7: yeah
4: yeah i i don't think it's an ideal situation i don't think <laughs> I mean housing's getting pretty crazy, so we might end up living on billboards, some of us. Well and those billboards over there by because it was by universal bar and grill, those are pretty robust billboards with like bigger scaffolding, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was probably that's it was probably chosen because she could stay up there a little bit safer. Right. Yeah. But all right, let's keep going. For like
0: what? two and a half weeks. I was gonna, well, seventeen games in the NBA—that could be a month, right? But she was up there for two and a half weeks. And 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 by, by the way, it was like every TV station came and did live oh, shots yeah. with her. People were driving by, honking at her. Like Isaac from Mir like, delivered her a satellite dish. Domino's is like having a she guy a, a at it, right? right? Yeah,
9: it was. And 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 by by the time she was done, the
0: Clippers, well, the Clippers finally won a game. Picked her up in a limo and sat her <laughs> courts. And, no, That's and, terrific. Yeah, it was. But yeah, be careful what you say. Is that all true, Ellie? Yeah.
8: That's incredible. They, they picked me in limo, sat me courtside. They made a jersey for me, like players were coming by, like it was insane. And then it, they lost, if I do recall, they lost to the Sacramento Kings. And I had the hots for Jason, um, was it Jason Williams? They called him White yeah. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had the hots for him, so I was bummed. I was like, oh no, that's <laughs> the guy that got me off of the billboard, what? Yeah, you did. um, but I didn't, yeah, you I didn't did. want it to be him. Him and Chris Weber were the ones that sucked so bad in that game that I got to get um, come down from the billboard. That's that ins- was my life incredible. for like two and a half weeks. It was incredible.
0: Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. Is there any video, yeah. anything up on YouTube about that? There should be, right? I would think
8: I have never checked. I know I have a picture of myself. The reason we chose that location mm-hmm. is because Extra Sports eleven fifty had just put up a billboard of their own with um I forgot, now I even forget what Dodgers player it was, but they had bought this specific area and put up an extra sports eleven fifty Dodgers billboard. And that's why they decided that was the location for my – they didn't in any way, shape, or form think it would get to the point where they were putting in, you know, a satellite TV ortho-delivered mattresses. It was – bonkers amazing but well they, so thought cool. they thought you'd be up there for two three days maybe yeah maybe, so yeah. Well, thank oh thank you love edwin that. for telling thank us. you they, edwin they thank you it.
0: mason and ireland also for talking about yeah. that i cannot believe that i do not remember that chapter in your life but that's a very cool story right there very save nice. that one for your
4: memoirs you got to write more about that uh, looking back at it this is like 2000 that you did this
2: and then it, after that it was is because she was working in on a radio program wasn't she about sports and stuff like that yeah, and then did that and then one. is and then is that when she was then um, moved over to KTLA?
4: Well, she, I think she got the job because of this stunt.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
4: Yeah, because Jason Williams played for the Kings ninety eight through two thousand one, so it had to be right on the wow. right of two thousand
5: somewhere. Wow. Yeah, she was on. Yeah, she was. Maybe she did like news updates or score updates on that sports show. Yeah, Mason and Ireland, Ireland were on for years, and then this was, they had a little break. So he said it was Mace or Ireland and Derek Hall, who was like, I think he was a Dodger official.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. so I guess
5: that's how she started it. She said she got the job on KTLA off of this. So interesting stuff.
4: I wonder if she got to meet Donald Sterling.
5: <laughs> well, I can only hope.
4: I think this would be a better series than, than the one they're planning on FX, to, to be honest. I'm still... I'm still thinking about that because they didn't win anything. So what is your finale? It's
5: a crazy story, Christopher. I lived through it. I was in Southern California when all this happened, and it was just
4: nuts. Oh, I lived through it too. And that's why I'm like, what is your plot? Just he did. he's a horrible person, and then the team was bad. So there's no turnaround.
5: Everything that happened at the time. I mean, players were threatening to boycott games and stuff. It was crazy. It was an interesting story.
4: Yeah, but there there was no resolution other than a court case where they took the team away. I don't know. Anyhow. I'm sorry,
2: we are still talking about this.
5: Lindsay's going to cut all of <laughs> this. <laughs>
2: what? Did you not go through this ad nauseum and in a previous episode, and even then we had to cut half
8: of it?
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, okay. let's go to the next segment. The fabulous Doto show that we just had. That was an experience. I loved it. At the very second of it, it was brilliant. <laughs> My favorite part was when he said this. The Bellagio. So I don't know why he did the <laughs> at the end, but he did the the Bellagio that's been stuck in my head and I don't think I'm going to call it anything else but the Bellagio
5: okay Jen please relive how that started because you did you were kind of our liaison with Doto so didn't you text him early in the morning and say hey 10 a.m we're recording right so take us through that
2: uh yeah the day of you know he had I want to say maybe the night before he was like are we still on for tomorrow and so I replied yes we're still on 10 a.m send him the link and uh he doesn't show up so i'm just kind of as we're recording you know we just got the show started and i'm like hey hey, doe you gonna join us i just kind of kept at him and then boom he shows up uh, and then we got to experience the wonderment of
5: doe
4: i loved when edwin uh well let, let me play this part from edwin
5: i was just gonna type him a message too yeah i sure. do it okay So no, he left. It won't go through now.
4: You can type it on Zoom. So Edwin, we we realized that he left and Edwin sent him a message on Zoom. I thought I was was typing it.
5: And then by the time I got done, he was gone.
2: Well, and really, we have (laughs) um, producer Drew to thank for it because uh, there was, I don't know, a post on the Covenant Bean Social Club. And I think Drew responded to Doe about, hey, you get on Quitters Never Give Up. Maybe Doe was asking about doing a podcast again, whatever. I don't remember. And so then I got on there and said, Hey, Doe, you're more than welcome. Many times. That's kind of how it started. So thank you, Drew.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, The other part I liked was when he said Edwin was in the Chuck Norris movie. That was (laughs)
5: good. Yeah. I I'm still trying to figure out what that meant.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me start with the podcast roundup. Nailed it.
7: You get it, and when you
8: want her to promote your podcast, we got it. Oh. Say hello to blue
7: Happy baby Goodbye
10: baby.
7: to the Blue Chanky
6: Podcast Brando. Fuck the week—the week that was—the one week we take off and we're jettisoned back into the dark ages. That's what it feels like,
1: man. That's Michael Bay's next movie too: <laughs> Transformers Street Dog. I'm a little doggy. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. Now I remember Monster Robots.
4: All right, uh, just some random stuff from the podcast that I had no place like for. It. Uh, let's go over to Janky Town. Beer Mug went to the Renaissance Fair.
11: Mama Mugs and uh, Evie uh, took me to the Renaissance Fair. I took them, but it's cool. It's it, it's really it's fun to walk around and see all the costumes. And I mean, there's people dressed up as, like, Ninja Turtles. It didn't even really matter. You didn't even have to dress Renaissance. You dressed, like, whatever. People were dressed as Star Wars characters. Um, what? some some role is uh, Johnny Depp from Fear and Loathing. Okay, uh, what is it, Just S- a costume Hunt- contest now? Like S- Thompson? Yeah, like, it's I mean, just cosplay. It's like it, it is, it is. It's like uh, it's like a convention.
12: So do you walk in and do you and you immediately say "Good morrow, good sir," like some shit? No, like a, I walked I don't know. in. I was like,
11: man, where's the pisser? I really got to take a leak.
4: <laughs> I actually went to the Ren Fair this year. One of the friends was actually performing she's a belly dance we saw a guy dressed as jesus so
5: mm-hmm. that's so um, not all old stuff i was
2: gonna stuff. say it's not on theme really
4: no no well, not all the, the time
5: i, I want to go there and pretend it's the dark ages you know when life was fun and now people are dressing <laughs> like star wars kind of bizarre
4: life was fun
5: yeah but you know, if, the good
2: old days <laughs> if anybody ever goes they have like these little shows for like 20, 30 minutes. You just kind of pop into. And they're actually really well written and funny and interesting. And so I think the last time I went was probably like 2011, maybe. And and you, we started seeing a surgence of people like dressing in the Harry Potter garb, which kind of fits the Renaissance, kind of. But uh, but you can drink meat and eat a turkey leg and it's kind of cool. Uh-
4: I kind of agree with Dave because Dave doesn't like it.
12: Uh, no, I don't think Renaissance Fair is for me. It's outside. It's things I don't like. Um, Old timey things and and meat on a leg, like uh, those turkey legs. did they gross me out. To the know. gallows with you, Dave. <laughs> to the gallows I go. Uh, did you see Stryker there? No, I did not see Stryker. Really. How about Tom Morello? He's a big Ren Faire fan.
11: I did see Tom Morello, not this year, but I have seen him once, uh, two years ago. Did and you yeah. say,
12: hey Tom, hey Tom, you're a fan of the Ren Faire. I'm a fan of the Ren Faire. we should be What's, pals?
11: Yeah, I didn't do that. I normally oh. would, but I did not. We do, I mean, I do play a mean guitar like he does, so that, that's another thing.
12: Or what's the little uh, the Renaissance fair little guitar? The little the str- what is it? Straddle? Oh, uh, or straddle? it's um, it's uh, a lute. A lute.
11: Bling 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 bling
12: Yeah. You could be or bling 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 bling. It's <laughs> a little play a <laughs> little rage
5: for
4: him. The rage against the machine on the on the lute that was was awesome. That was a great impression there, Dave. High production.
5: Yeah, he brought it to life, didn't he?
4: <laughs> Just like me. I kind of agree with Dave, but it was pretty fun, to be honest. It was a pretty good, I don't know, there's a lot of dirt, there's a lot of lines, and then people are like, good morrow, and stuff like that, and the weird thing was, is that the rides, the rides, the, you know, you take your little kids, and they want to get on the rides, and it's just somebody pushing a swing, and it's $7, <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, Mhm. But the performers are really cool. We saw the belly dancers. We saw this woman do this that ribbon thing where she's like cirque du Soleil. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. And then we saw the, the jousting. So oh that's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know about seven dollars for a swing. No.
5: Seven dollars for a swing. That's you're not into that.
4: Yeah, no. Okay. All right. On the Kevin and Sluggo show, they're giving away two thousand dollars and they call the winner, and the winner, well, the winner calls them Kevin and Bean. Hello. Hey, who's this? You called. <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> yeah, I can't figure out why people just
9: tell us their I name. Don't either.
0: Yeah, we are Kevin and Sluggo. Yep. And you are.
9: How we doing? And you are. Running from the law? (laughs) We're calling to tell you that you won $2,000. Right on. (laughs) Perfect,
0: perfect. That's great. That might pay for my Cadillac converter they stole the other day. Ah, (laughs) bastards. Who stole it? I don't know.
9: Sons of bitches.
0: They did. Hey, babe, Kevin and Bean, I just won.
3: No,
7: Yeah. What?
3: (laughs) Say hi, Bean. Hello. You know what? He has his loving wife to thank for that every day.
4: Oh, yeah. He didn't mention that. Yeah. Strangely. I don't think it's going to go to a catalytic converter after all.
3: Oh my God! You have no idea. And he's just the luckiest man ever. Not just because I stand the knob either.
4: <laughs>
9: as long as you keep doing that, he'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Oh, Congratulations.
4: The best contest winners ever, I think. But <laughs> that had so much to it. Sluggo's impression of being was the best. Hello! I think that's a ringtone.
7: I thought it was like Mickey Mouse.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Let's go over to the Ralph report. Um, Ralph has been having problems with his jaw. As we know, I went into great detail with the last episode of how he hurt himself. And he's been trying all kinds of different ways to get his jaw treated. Chiropractors, massages, masseuses, masseuses, masseuses. masseuses. Um but he found an entodontist. So go figure, a doctor. The doctor would fix him up, and he seems much better. But here's the story of the entodontist.
6: When he puts the nitrous mask on <laughs> me, before he gets started, he looks down and he goes, I want you to know something. I'm like, what? 12 years in this business, no one's ever said they hurt their jaw by, by eating pussy. And he starts to crack up. Now I'm <laughs> high on nitrous, so I start to crack up, and the two of us are laughing like idiots in his office. And so there's obviously a nitrous leak. In the no, office. he was just he just genuinely was having a good time. But I think at some point he felt comfortable enough to start joking. Acknowledge, with me. yeah, what you had said. And so uh, he said, "How did you how did you get through this pain up till now?" And I was like, "Jack Daniels, mostly." He goes, "Oh, I'm a uh, I'm a." johnny walker black man oh. I found so we have that in common this guy is great and he says i'm going to give you a course of antibiotics he said i'm going to give you high doses of ibuprofen don't take the ibuprofen with jack daniels because it's not good for your stomach and i said you are no fun what am i supposed to do and he goes then don't take the ibuprofen just do the do jack
4: that. i was like all right this guy's on my side so there you go bravo yay science
5: <laughs> and jack daniels can cure anything is what i'm getting out of this right <clears throat> <It> can <laughs>
4: jack daniels is pretty good for everything that ails you okay so this week's podcast roundup is overstuffed with a cup of tea and a chat um there's been a lot of requests from edwin to add in a lot of things so i've added as much as i could i mean there was a twilight zone reference uh to serve man there was an airplane reference these past two weeks seem to have all been about edwin and uh, here's Edwin calling about May the 4th.
0: A uh, missed opportunity on Star Wars Day is what this call is all about.
5: Dean, Dean, Dean. It's May the 4th, Star Wars Day. You didn't play Mini Yoda? One of the all-time classic clips? Can I please put in a request for Mini Yoda? I think it's Ali's best work ever. May <laughs> the 4th be with you.
0: All right, here, here we go. If Frank Oz retires, Ali is standing by. This is why you failed. I mean, it's very Muppety, Allie. It's very Muppety.
8: Oh, no. It's like if Kermit and Yoda had a very illegitimate child that sounded nothing like either of them, but sort <laughs> of like a whisper of both
5: parents. Yeah, that is. This that is, is, is why you fail.
4: That is the best best impersonation. I'm don't I was know, so but, surprised they
7: skipped
5: it on Star Wars Day, but, but we know. got it eventually.
4: Uh, yeah, I was too. That's some brilliant work by Allie McKay. I love it. <laughs> and then there was a the topic of young kids not knowing history. And this is a kind of a longer clip. And so this kind of fits in with our Does Lindsay Know segment here. But it also fits in with our Does Edwin Know segment. Basically, this started because Kim Kardashian wore that Marilyn Monroe dress for the Met Gala. And then the kids today, the 20-year-olds, didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was, but knew who Kim Kardashian was. And a lot of people were losing their minds about that. They were discussing other people that the younger generation doesn't know.
8: The people that do care, care because it points out their age. Uh-huh. That just pinpoints your your mortality. And mortality. your irrelevance. And that is a gut punch to some people. And I would say, yes, you have evolved. Because even back when I worked with you, you would get upset about, how do you not know this? What are you, What is happening? Mm-hmm. And now you realize, oh, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I feel like... Part of a good education should
0: be a basic understanding of history. I think every high school senior should know that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. But then I think, why? Why? How does it matter to a 20-year-old or a 30-year-old that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon in 1969?
8: I think things that shaped the world we live in are important things to teach. Like you were saying, the civil rights movements, all of that, very important to teach. Finding out what happened with Nazis, very important to well, teach. Now more things than ever, yeah. that we need to teach those things, for sure. Kids can be fine not knowing who Jimi Hendrix was. Right. Kids can be fine not knowing who Kurt Co- Cobain was. Think about kids growing up in 30 years. They're not going to know the biggest Twitch streamers, right? <laughs>
0: oh, no, no, they're not. They'll have
8: no idea who, I can't even think of one, but <laughs> they won't even know who. Fonzie is. If Fonzie was a, a Twitch streamer.
4: I, I guess I agree with all of that.
5: Yeah, if you don't know who Marilyn Monroe is, th- I mean, that's not history. I mean, you should know who walked on the moon, though. So there's yeah. a difference <laughs> between pop culture and history, I think.
4: Um, we got a listener question, or a question <laughs> sent to us. Have you seen the musical episode of Even Stevens with the Moonwalk?
2: I have there's no whole
8: thing Where the the character
2: is supposed to be doing this presentation about the guy who first walked on the moon and he only knows that it she only knows that it's in 1969 so there's a whole song about it that's like what rings through my head every time I think about it
4: I have no idea what Even Stevens is
2: yeah I was going to say the same thing that, that's where Shia LaBeouf got his big break okay is it Disney or Nickelodeon or something like that Disney okay
4: i thought he got his big break because he was a cannibal right this sentence made no sense to me i was like what it is a lot of ads
2: it is a lot like a lot of madlins but it is it is a thing we went
7: to the moon in 1969 not 1970 but a year sooner we went to the moon in 1969 that's when they made
4: It is a thing. Okay. I think the best part about this, though, was was when Bean said this.
0: And we are now getting into a generation, maybe two generations now,
5: where people maybe aren't even being exposed to the Beatles.
4: So there's a positive to everything. No more Beatles.
5: Boo. I'll get my revenge. I got some Beatles clips today.
2: Well, I also think, too, as a parent, I'm not a parent. I don't have children. But my parents growing up, we listened to a lot of old different type of music. I mean, you only had, what, 12, 13 stations on your television. So there wasn't all this extra stuff we could tune out and go into road rules or other things like that. So, I mean, I think that might have been the last generation where we were kind of exposed (laughs) to all the different stuff. What's so funny? You're aging yourself even saying road rules. Right? Yeah. I love it. (laughs) But we didn't have all that stuff. And I remember when MTV came out, my grandparents were like, this is just garbage. It's going to rot your brain and blah, blah, blah. This kind of fun stuff. So I don't know. I just think I just think generationally it changes.
4: It is a lot different from when I was growing up because my kids only get exposed to things that we like to watch as, you know, on selections from the Internet, you know. Mm -hmm. So my uh, my youngest, she loves I Love Lucy. She's gone into a comic book shop when she was like four years old and named like every one of the characters, like uh, all the Star Wars ones. So that was a, pr- a pretty proud dad moment.
13: Nice. But yeah,
4: she has her own media and avenues to get the media, you know, YouTube and kids YouTube. So What she, did she think
5: she, about the Twilight Zone?
4: Uh, she thought it was Daddy's show. It was kind of boring. Well, she not black oh,
5: and white. I don't think kids are into that. Or Kevin. Well, she loves,
4: but she loves I Love Lucy black and white she loves I was losing but uh, I think Twilight Zone is a little too uh cerebral with the twist too uh, mm-hmm. too mature I guess I mean I didn't I don't think I started getting into it until I was like maybe 10
5: kids these days they you don't they don't watch what's on like we had to they'll go to YouTube and they'll find what they want to watch
7: hmm
4: yeah all right All right. uh, The next thing that Edwin brought in for us uh, was a special report about the Rodney Twins drop. You want to go into that, Edwin?
5: Oh, yeah. I was shocked because they mentioned it, I think, on the Monday show. Allie was doing the Twins joke and Bean was just nonplussed. What? I don't remember that. So I thought for sure he'd do some research and talk about it on the next show. And he didn't. Or on the Friday show. So he let the week go by.
4: Basically, this is the origin of Rodney saying Twins.
0: Hey, Mike Catherwood from Love Line.
4: How are you?
5: How did this
1: thing happen? Honestly, as organically, and I, I was as shocked by it as you guys are. Okay, that's what's that's step one of why I don't buy it. Okay. Because it's not like
9: this person to reach out and be aggressive in not any all. way whatsoever. Not at all. Explain what to the listeners
1: the, what happened. What, yeah, what was the topic you and Drew were talking about? On the open forum on, on Sunday night's show, this last Sunday, we were talking about uh, sexual fetishes mm-hmm. and uh, things that you wish you could check off your sexual bucket list. Right. Okay. Um, and we were taking calls that really – ran the gamut. Of course. And the break was over, and at the commercial break, uh, our phone screener, Krista, comes in and says, "Um, Rodney Rodney Bingenheimer's on the phone, and he really (laughs) wants to let you know what he wants to check (laughs) off his bucket. And I said, F you. That's not true. (laughs) Right. She's like, no, no, it really is him. So I'm like, well... There's no chance Ralph's up this late, so uh, <laughs> go, let me go, it must be the real guy. And uh, I get on the phone and I start, and it's with without question, it's the real one because he starts talking. i don't about- buy it. <laughs> okay, that'll be that'll stop, you right, stop you right there. Stupid, absurd, dumb.
0: Let me stop you right there and just remind people who don't know who Roddy Bingenheimer is. He has been on K-Rock for 30 years. He does a late night Sunday night new music show. He's a broadcasting legend, but he's a little bit of an odd person. And you're right, Kevin. He's not the type of person who would call
9: into Love Line. That's why that's the only reason you don't believe it. That's part of why I don't believe it, but then he also he's so aggressive with his I agree. with his conversation which to me again doesn't sound
4: like him. It sounds like some somebody- So that's the other part. Just how creepy this is. I was listening to it. I was like a little unsettled by Rodney's.
5: Topic. It's kind of creepy. Even looking back now in these times, the idea that you did a call on topic, what's your sexual bucket list. So to have people calling in and talking about this kind of is creepy these days.
4: I mean, it's love line. So it was a little bit. mature content.
9: But he's doing a great impression of him. I, well, let's play it. <laughs> okay. People can make up their own minds. This is from love line this past Sunday night
1: hey how you doing
5: Mike pretty good buddy how are you Dr. Drew I have the ultimate bucket list and this has been my dream the ultimate my, my bucket list is to make it with two twin girls really twins yes can you imagine twins
1: I can't I used be to be like see. identical twins <laughs> yes I always had that dream and what, is there any twins, like, that maybe we know about that you've, uh, you've ever uh, that kind Helton? of, been, like, maybe the Olsen twins or any? That would be something. That would be something. That would yeah, be something. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're a, you're They're going to be identical. They have to be identical. Okay. Do, what is, have you ever tried to just have a young lady and put, like, a mirror next to her? It's a, I, I have done that before. You have? Okay, good. And how do you look in the mirror? Do, <laughs> the six-pack abs, anything? a little bit yeah yeah well you're a very you're a very powerful and handsome guy oh. um I, I, I shouldn't imagine that you've had too much trouble kind of uh experiencing all your sexual dreams uh
5: I've had most of them but not
1: twins nothing in top twins I agree I, I do I do believe that uh that that is something that would be very alluring to most men uh do you ever watch the movie twins with Danny DeVito and and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> think to yourself well this will have to do for now yeah
5: I'm, I'm the Danny DeVito character
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I, all, right. all right. First of all, it's a thousand percent the real Rodney. There's no yeah. question about that. It's absolutely Rodney. And second of all, isn't it kind of weird that you want to have sex with sisters who are now kind of having sex in the same room as each other? No, no way.
14: That's the ultimate. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Rodney's here?
14: What happened?
4: Okay, so now you get to hear Ralph doing an impression of Rodney, and uh, it's gold.
2: But, I mean, was he's the mayor of Sunset, right? I mean, he... Didn't he like live with Sonny and Cher, and he kind of had this rock and roll lifestyle, right?
5: Yeah. Have you seen that uh, documentary, Jen? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was with everybody. It was yeah crazy.
4: Yeah, so this has got to be a guy. This is 2013, right?
7: Mm-hmm. It,
4: this is Edwin said it's 2013, so it had to be June 16th, 2013. Um, so he had to be. How old is Rodney? And the Olsen twins? Oh. Oh. That's a
2: weird reference,
4: Mike. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. icky. To Mike's benefit, Mike knows how to pull the weirdness out of people. Mike uh, just asked him the right questions to just keep yes. pulling that out of him.
2: Yeah, he's uh, 74 years old.
4: So, wow. Oh, okay. All right, let's keep going.
2: Okay, twins. <laughs> <laughs>
14: Nothing could top twins. That's the ultimate? <laughs> Don't I you mean, think that caller was? Too sharp,
7: for Rodney. Why are you talking about me like I'm not in the
9: room? That caller—it's me. (laughs) You sounded different, Rodney. You sounded a little more on it than normal. Usually,
14: you're—I'm a night owl. That's when I come
9: alive.
14: Twins. (laughs) (laughs) Twins. Mike, you've got a
7: pretty good BS
0: detector. You have no doubt in your mind it was Rodney Bigginhead, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right.
14: That was godhead with twins.
7: (laughs) What?
1: I, I have absolutely zero doubt, and the reason what really sealed it for me was that he went on to plug all the new music he's going to play on the show right. after Love, War, which oh, is really? you know what I'm saying.
7: Yeah, oh, wow. congratulations
1: to whoever Wilson that was
14: coming up, coming up next, Brian Wilson. One night I had a sleepover with Nelson. <laughs> That's about as close as I got to my bucket list. <laughs> what about the right. Thompson twins? twins? <laughs> Thompson twins, I'm so disappointed. They're not even related. Oh, honey. They're not <laughs> identical or anything. Tell me about you having sex while
0: looking at yourself in a mirror that <laughs> oh, you talked about on that call, That's
14: too. The best. I put a mirror next to a girl. <laughs> That's never happened. And I pretend she's a twin. You've never done and I pretend that. pretend I'm a twin. That was a oh, stupid it's like joke. Dead it's... Ringers. <laughs> a David Cronenberg film. About right, the murderous, <laughs> good reference,
0: <laughs> Rodney.
14: Who's Murder. Murderous gynecologist. <laughs> right, we saw that one. have you,
1: have you ever made someone airtight with your own reflection, Rodney? <laughs> yeah,
14: I have that in a, in an inflatable inner tube from, like, a pool. Oh. <laughs> and, who, uh, and Mike who, Nesmith's hat from the monkeys. <laughs> I use that, too.
0: Who's your favorite uh, professional baseball team? Do you have one? Twins! <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Minnesota.
9: <laughs> it used, to be the, it used to be the Brewers. Rodney, did you not remember that uh, Psycho Mike physically assaulted you outside of the <laughs>
7: fence? <laughs> no one, one really remembers. Remember?
4: Okay, this is another thing that I didn't remember. They go into Mike physically assaulting rodney not knowing who he is do you guys remember this just the reference that they talked about oh man apparently he thought he was a homeless guy and he pushed him up against the fence and told him to get lost and they're like that's rodney that's rodney bingenheimer all right here we go Is that that
14: no. was him mike threw you up against the fence well, that was... wait a minute well, now it's all coming uh... back to me <laughs> and kicked the shopping cart over. <laughs> he thought
7: you were a homeless guy. <laughs> friends. <laughs> up the fence. <laughs> well, I'm glad you two
11: have made ben, up. your wow. friends now.
7: Uh, <laughs> oh, it
1: was such an honor talking to you on Love Line the other night, Rodney.
14: taking my call. I appreciate it. What? Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you to, to Dr. Phil and everyone <laughs> Dr. else on the show. It's just right? the best show. What are you mm-hmm. gonna be playing coming up? Coming up next, I've got new music from. Terrence Trent Darby. Yeah. He's back. Better than ever. His new song. Twin.
4: Oh, Jesus. That was fucking genius. Fucking Ralph.
5: <laughs> I was thinking, listening to that, is that it's like an all-star lineup. You got Kevin and Bean. You got Psycho Mike. You got Ralph. And talking about Rodney, it's just, it's one of my all-time favorites.
4: But this also says that Bean could actually one day interview Rodney. I mean, if Mike physically assaulted him, They could have him on a cup of tea in a chat. I'm sure Ronnie would have forgotten. What kind
2: of logic is that?
4: Well, if you get physically assaulted by a dude, you're not going to call into a show and be like, hey, here's my, you know, I want to sleep with you. God damn, that sounds so gross. Uh, I I don't
2: think he has any idea who the host of that show is. Let's be
5: honest. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He just didn't realize it was the same guy. I'm
4: just holding out hope. I have this to move us on.
7: My, my bucket list is to make it with two twin girls. Twin, 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 not twins. Twins, twin.
4: one of those is the drop. I have to figure out which one it is. So <laughs> that's the podcast roundup. Uh, Ralph Garmin, what's next? Fuck the week. The week that was. There we go. <laughs> is that my cue? I guess that's your cue. I don't know. I just had to use that. <laughs> I trough.
8: don't know how I could well, be any clearer.
4: Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time.
8: Edwin?
0: No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm
10: sorry. One, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Meet the boss.
7: Our second day
3: to anybody that was offended we took it too far we should have let the product speak for itself but we acted young and childish and I am ashamed
7: hey
5: party people we're doing the week that was I am trying to jam two weeks worth of stuff because we were off last week so let's get to it we got May two to six they announced the weenie roast for 2011
10: K-Rock Weenie Roast. K-Rock. Weenie we, we Roast. Calling all K-Rock listeners. Are you
1: ready? 5, 4, four 3, 2, two one, 1, 0. K-Rock Weenie Roast. 2011.
10: Saturday, June 4th. Horizon Wireless Amphitheater.
7: Hey, this is Chester from Lincoln Park, and we'll see you at the K-Rock Weenie Roast.
10: Lincoln Park. <laughs>
6: The
11: stress.
4: Cage
11: right. the elephants. don't right on See you at the K-Rock Wheelie Road. Can you hear
4: the Bad religion. to the,
10: oh, we go again? Neon tree.
6: A day to remember. Face to face. Foster the people. The young the giant. The airborne toxic event. Leaky
1: lead. we now
10: Summer I enjoy going to the wing room.
6: Rise again. <laughs>
0: Roast
7: 2011.
5: Saturday, July 4th. So there's the Weenie Roast liner for that year. Really strong, if you ask me.
7: Really Rise strong. Agains,
5: the strokes, good stuff there. Yeah. Next up, we got a celebrity birthday, Will Arnett. He comes into the Kevin and Bean universe because he had a couple of clips that they used as drops all the time, and they're just one word, so I'm going to play both of them. Come on! That's from Arrested Development. They use that a lot, and I actually sent that one to Bean. Nice. Overruled! Yeah, that was from his show that was on in 2011. And it didn't last long, but he actually came into the studio, pitched the show, talked to them, and they used that clip for years later. A little bit of Will Arnett for you. I believe this was the Tuesday show. Ad Rock and Mike D came in from the Beastie Boys, and they were releasing a new album. It was called Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. Kevin and Bean always said they love the Beastie Boys, love the guys. But interviewing them was an adventure because they never really answered questions. They went on their own tangents and uh, it was very funny to listen to him when they came in they kind of did that dick van dyke <laughs> is a, a special human being
1: i'm not saying okay? that he's not special and he, during the he,
3: song
0: he, we got off on a conversation about dick van dyke that's the voice of mike d and ad rock from the beastie yeah, boys
12: here on the, the Kevin and show and i just want listeners to know that while we're, you know you're listening to this fabulous show that one of the hosts of this show is just watching tv at home <laughs> hanging I, um, out i
0: like to stay current guys yeah. i'm just, Are you, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm multitasking that's all okay. i'm doing it's cool
5: so they're busting Bean. I guess Bean was watching Nick at Night during the show. Some good old Dick Van Dyke <laughs> action there. Uh, I think we're going to put, for a bonus track, a longer tangent they went on about Lee Majors and the Bionic Man. <laughs>
2: that was funny. I would have brought
5: it in, but it was too long. And I don't think Lindsay would get any of the references. That's the other reason I didn't bring it in. Anyway, Beastie Boys, always fun. I I have a feeling it would be like when we had Doto on. You can't wrangle them. You're just kind of at their mercy. So I can identify with Bean now after uh, interviewing Doto. Uh, May 5th, that was the birthday of Danielle Fischel. Now we know her, she was married, or is married. To a Jensen Carp. And this was interesting because they announced her birthday and then this happened. Before I get to the showbiz
6: news, I want to talk to a very special, high-powered celebrity guest who we've been talking about all morning long because it's her birthday. And we've been wishing oh. her a happy birthday. Apparently, uh, the lovely and talented Danielle Fishel's on the phone.
0: No way! No way! Danielle! Hello! Good morning! Happy
3: birthday! You guys are so sweet. Ralph always mentions my birthday, and I have friends and family that send me texts and say, they're going to mention you
5: tomorrow. You should call in. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that cute? She called in, talked to him. So, yeah, she turned out to be a talented person. You thought she was just a pretty face on Boy Meets World, but, nope, talented girl. Okay, I love this. I think this was the first time Psycho Mike came back into studio because he had left to do Dancing with the Stars, and uh, he was off the show by this time. So, interesting appearance.
0: Psycho Mike. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Psycho Mike joining us here on the Camelot Beach. All
7: right. How did we get here? Formerly from
0: Dancing with the Stars, host of the nationally syndicated
1: Loveline show. Your boyfriend, Dr. Drew, is going to be on next hour, by the way. We'll be talking to Drew. He's going to be on this show? Yes. What's going on here? This is crazy. (laughs) Thank you for having me on, Roger. I'm sorry to hear about Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird to have Mike in as a guest, to tell you the truth.
5: I brought that in because the Roger Barkley reference, that's a super old local radio reference from the AM days, got in the late 70s. So props to Mike for bringing that one in. Later on in the week, they did a a call-in topic because of the Katy Perry story. She was raised, her parents were like ministers, and they wouldn't even let her say devil's food cake, for example. So they decided, let's do a call-in topic. You had like a really strict upbringing and interesting call from a K-Rock listener. Or actually an email.
0: Ed writes in, when I was growing up, we could not watch Bewitched or The Twilight Zone on TV because of the supernatural elements. Also, and listen to this, we weren't allowed to see Star Wars.
5: As my mom said, hey, it's Star Wars.
0: We don't want you to have any part of that. (laughs) Come
5: on. And that's your humble host here, Ed, sending that email. My mom did say that. You can't watch Star Wars. It's Star Wars. (laughs) Wow. I made up for it. I've seen it about 20 times since then. Okay, good. Okay, let's jump down to uh, May 9 to 13 now, the next week. They were doing a big announcement of an upcoming concert. Kevin was like, very excited. Now, he, this time he actually kept the secret, but he was talking to Andrew Siciliano, uh, the sportscaster, about the upcoming announcement.
1: It's huge. I'll stick around for it then. It
5: is one of the biggest of my life. How about that? That big? What do you think about
9: that? Wow. I'm Fred Day is coming you're, back! Wow! <laughs> I
13: think you're exaggerating. I'm not going to be really disappointed. I'm That's not exaggerating.
9: Well, to me, <laughs> it's one of the biggest shows I've ever heard of. The Beatles back? <laughs> I don't care about the Beatles. Okay, all right. But if you yeah, know who whatever. I do care about, then you'll have a clue. Okay.
5: So, good old Kevin. If the Beatles came back, it wouldn't move the needle for him at all. He
9: neither. I don't care about the Beatles. Okay.
5: I got to send that over to KLOS. Do you know who's on the air on your classic rock station? The guy that hates the Beatles. <laughs> or that could have been christopher he's back he loves that
4: oh yeah that yeah <laughs> hate the beatles
5: oh he hates the beatles even
4: i don't okay. hate them but i don't i think i don't like them okay go ahead
5: maybe okay well taste this subjective. i can't get angry at that anyway let's find out what kevin was so excited about
4: this summer
0: July 30th. No gonna
1: say.
0: LA Coliseum. I'm
1: not the man. Things are out of control. The city of Los Angeles is like a war zone. Rage against the machine. Rise against. LA Rising. do i want it. Don't you die?
7: I'm just
1: On sale Friday at 10am. Go to krock.com rockcom for the exclusive pre sale. Hi, this is Tom Morello
14: from
9: Rage Against the Machine.
10: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt from the band Muse. Listen to K Rock all this week to win tickets to see all. We check out K Rock.
9: Now I've been talking about these two bands my entire life. Yes, R- Rage Against the Machine, my favorite band of all time, live. Muse, my second favorite band of all all time, live. So you got them at the same show. You have Rage Against the Machine and Muse and Rise Against, July thirtieth.
5: So I was thinking about that. That's a big dang show, and at the Coliseum, that must have been a crazy happening. So Kevin, he was so excited he couldn't even get the band's names right.
6: <laughs> and now it's time
14: for a moment with Kevin.
9: Six point seven K Rock is K R O Q, and it is seven forty two. This is the Kevin and Bean show. We play that song, of course, because we just made the announcement of uh, LA Rising, Rise Against the Machine, yeah. The Muse, <laughs> <laughs> and Rise Against. Yes, the Machine. That was a moment with Kevin. Rise Against, Rise
6: Against the Machine. Look, Rise Against the Rise They're is going to be there.
5: <laughs> Good old Kevin. I think they could have changed that concert to what? Rise Against the Muse? That would have got all of them in there. Uh, celebrity birthday, this was May 9th, Rosario Dawson. What connection does she have to Kevin and Bean? Not much. Rosario Dawson
6: is 32 years old and ah. re- reality TV show.
5: What? 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 Oh, she's gorgeous. Okay.
6: Oh, okay. How she only 32? Was she making it when she was 11? <laughs> she did. She started out as like a teen actress, yeah. She was in Josie and the Pussycats. I remember this was the first time I discovered her.
5: Josie and the Pussycats. I'm going to ride this train to the end, guys. Any excuse to bring a <laughs> 70s cartoon to you. <laughs>
3: Josie and the Pussycats. Long tails and ears for
5: So I've been thinking I'm writing a new script. I'm going to reboot Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, we can still have uh, Rachel Lee Cook. She played Josie. Rosario Dawson, you just heard, she uh, played Valerie. And we're going to get Lisa May to play Melody. So I can get my <laughs> cartoon crush and my radio crush in one movie so i'm working on that script lisa i'll get back to you (laughs) what do you think about that lisa it's a little bit of a douche move oh come on (laughs) it's not weird to have a crush on a cartoon character we've established that okay this is a fascinating thing Allie mckay did the shake weight on the ktla news so they brought that back and they put it on the internet roundup then it got pulled it became a whole thing and then Allie actually called in to Kevin and Bean.
9: And uh, the Channel 5 Morning News actually did a story on the Shake Weight. And we put it in the Internet Roundup. Apparently now it has been taken down
13: <gasps> by the You're kidding. parent
9: company, <sighs> which is ridiculous. But that's the way it always works. Anytime there's anything fun, anytime anybody's having fun, they oh, got to take it down. So uh, we have Allie McKay on the uh, phone. Hi, Allie.
3: Hi, guys.
9: They always give you these stories, don't they? Uh,
3: yeah, well, I would like to say yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I get subjected to this, but uh, quite frankly, I book them.
7: You, so, so, you, yeah. oh, really,
9: so you went to, there's a workout club that has a shake weight class?
3: Yes, the first of its kind just started. It basically combines cardio with the shake weight. So uh, it's actually a class where if you go to all the classes, they then give you your money back because they are that Convinced, you will see the fantastic results (laughs) of said shake weight.
9: I think basically there's two parts to that. One is you get in shape. shape. The other is you get to watch women do that. So really.
3: Probably a big part. Pays off
9: on both levels. Now. You guys did a really funny report on KTLA. Yeah. Why would, why take it down?
3: I, I Come I, on now. I just found out myself. Why and, would
9: they do that?
3: Well, apparently it had uh, close to a million three hundred views. It uh, was spectacular it, because it, it was kind of phenomenal uh, in its own right. But I will say did we cross the line?
9: Yes, and I'm uh, yes. really happy that you did.
5: And I loved it. I <laughs>
3: did, and I would like to first apologize to anyone. Don't
5: apologize.
3: That
7: was
3: offended. No. Uh, let me just get it out
7: right now. Right. So you have to do listening. this. All yeah. right. Yeah.
3: So I apologize to anybody that was offended. We took it too far. We should have let the product speak for itself. But we acted young and childish, and I am ashamed.
5: Yeah, that's. I think that's still on YouTube. If you look up the shake weight, and Ali's <laughs> report on it, they're all making, uh, you know, double entendre jokes, and it was it just good dumb fun. But yeah, right. KTLA got their knickers in a twist, as they say, and they pulled it off the uh, off the website. Anyway, so that was kind of cool. Listen to Ali call into the show and talk to Kevin, and uh, there we go. That's two weeks in one for you guys. Uh, back to you, Steve Christopher.
4: Well, I got a quick question for you, Edwin. What band t-shirt is Ali McKay wearing during the Shake Weight uh, segment?
5: Hmm. I didn't go and watch the clip. Uh, let me see. Ali McKay, what does she like? Was it... What does she like? Meatloaf.
4: No. Vivo. Uh, Devo. Devo, oh, no. Oh, that would have been... Lindsay? Is it Rage? No. I... I I went to YouTube while he was talking about uh, the segment, and the, she's wearing a Beastie Boy shirt.
5: Oh, there you nice. go.
2: Circle. Nice.
4: All right. Shall we do the flashback that needs no introduction?
2: Okay. Do you guys remember the name Randy
10: Mahler? All right. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
0: So uh, we've been really looking forward to this one for the last couple of weeks.
10: Crops down the right side. He's got scratches with him. Crops, fires a shot. Rebound, they score! Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> Steps into the middle. Ian Bollmeister will trade. Ballard. Quick try. Right, she scores! Ball! The meatloaf! Panthers with a power play goal. They got a 1-0 lead. Stillman right out in front. She scores! Make me a bicycle, clown! That's <laughs> what
0: I'm talking about right there. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Florida Panthers, our friend Randy Moeller joins us on the phone on the Kevin and Bean Show on Rock right now. Hey, Randy, how are you, man?
10: Hey guys, how are you? Love the show, and yeah, everything's going great. How's everybody doing out there? We're doing just fine. We're fine, and I'm not
0: lying when I say we've been looking forward to this as much as anything for the past couple of weeks, because uh, I guess maybe we're late coming to the party, but you have been enthralling your Florida Panthers radio listeners with your hockey uh, goal calls all season long.
10: Sednick takes a hard hit in behind the goal, forced to the far side. He's on his backhand, puts it back to the point. The Ballard, a shot! He scores! Ballard from a one-timer! My car just hit a water buffalo. Boeester, backhand pass over to the far side. Weiss, shoot! They score. We've got ourselves a bleeder. Frolik picks it up, right on in front. They shoot. They score. Michael Frolik, what a turnaround shot! Got in behind Baran. Hey, welcome to Conair. The Panthers have a two-one lead. <laughs> anyway, Randy
2: Muller was also recently interviewed um, on the Kevin and Slugo show as well. Uh, here's another fun one.
9: Remember uh, the Internet Roundup? We had the, the funny sports announcers. Oh,
10: here comes old Rudy on the ice! Oh, 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 he scores! I drink your milkshake. <laughs> he had to
0: use that one. There must there must be a time where your I'm guy sure. used that one. I'm, I'm sure, sure he, he did. Lisa opens
10: the door. Jerry's driving in with his big. Door. Jerry, sees a bullseye, and he scores! He scores!
7: Spare my money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to explain this one just a little bit and the fact that Ralph was on vacation. So everybody was taking turns doing the showbiz beat. And this was Lisa Mays.
0: Ralph Garman is on vacation. We are filling in with the Showbiz Beat all week long with a very special Lisa May edition yeah. of the Entertainment News. Hey, Lisa.
13: Hey, Bean. You so, know what? I
0: have to stop you. This has become boring. Oh,
13: hasn't well, started yet. Let me in a minute. Just to say, can't, can't
0: be any worse than me doing it an hour ago. Come I on. was
9: just interpreting oh,
13: what that the audience was you, is thinking. Kevin? Yes. Damn you. Sorry. Um, okay, so Bean pointed out uh, the other day that there were a lot of high-powered stars that weren't at the Academy Awards, like oh, Jack God. Nicholson. When is this gonna end? <laughs> and like. On. George. George Clooney. Yes. And now we know where George Clooney is, he wait, wait, was in wait, Washington. Do, whoa, 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 why whoa. Why did
0: George Clooney get a bell? What's that about?
13: I have a bell. No. It's my no. report and George gets a bell. Oh, no, no, no. This so is George a Clooney trend. was in Washington meeting with President Obama. About Darfur. <laughs> Take him back. Take, Take him, him back, back the bell. George just got back from a trip to refugee camps on the Sudanese-Chad border because Darfur, you know, is his cause. And apparently he urged President Obama to appoint a full-time envoy to the region who will report directly to the White House. And he uh, uh, said that uh, the 250,000 refugees that are living in the camps right now are hanging on by the skin of their teeth.
0: All right. Um I applaud, I don't think George Clooney is one of these actors who, who like some do, they go to some place just to get the picture taken. I believe that he really is doing some real work in Darfur and Absolutely. has done a tremendous amount of good there and has raised a tremendous amount of money there. My question for you, though, is why does President Obama need to meet with an actor to hear about Darfur? Doesn't he have the United States government under him and shouldn't they
13: have some knowledge on what's going on in Darfur? Well, maybe you didn't know that George Clooney is a United Nations messenger of peace, being.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it is. So... Then.
13: He's the dude, and plus he just got back She's from the camp. He's the camps. dude. He just got back from the camps. So All right, a lot to say. Okay. Jake okay. Dylan, well, he
0: had an excuse for missing the
7: Oscars. Then
13: I have to start over. Jake Dylan Hall. Has fueled speculation that he may be planning to wed Reese Witherspoon because he was spotted shopping for an engagement ring at Fred Layton. Is it Layton or Layton? Layton. Layton. Layton yeah. um, which is a very high end store in New York City. And according to an unnamed source, he spent most of the time in the room where they keep the rings. Oh. You'll well, be the there judge. We go. Following an overseas <laughs> flight out of LA after the Oscars, uh, Robert Pattinson. Has touched down now in Tokyo, Japan. Where is apparently, this, the Twilight is this the All
0: Hot Dude Edition hunk. is that what's going on here, Lisa?
13: <laughs> the Twilight Hunk uh, is there for the. Um,
9: it's a bad idea, right
0: here
13: <laughs> for Twilight because they're going to be opening the movie on Friday. Um, when he was at the Oscars, he did an interview and he said talking about New Moon, I think there's going to be some continuity, but it's weird because they are shooting in a different city than they did in the first film.
1: Now, uh, real quickly, say so that a- is a puzzle. Is he a hunk? Would you classify him as a
13: I think he's kind of hot. Yeah. He works for me. Another person who wasn't at the Oscars might be wondering why and it turns out it's because you can't go shirtless to the Oscars. Matthew McConaughey He apparently is spending his time in Brazil with his baby mama. As soon as he hit the beaches, of course, he took his shirt off. There's tons of photos on the internet. So he was there for um, what is it? They do Mardi Gras. He was there for Mardi Gras and uh, had a lovely time. Beginning a new work week is Chase Crawford and Ed Westwick. (laughs) Whoa, whoa! From Gossip Girl. Ed Westwick. That guy, too? The CW studs look to be in good spirits as they shot hoops while they were filming a scene for an upcoming episode of their show. This is not entertaining. In related news, Chase may have recently spurned the advances of Lindsay Lohan. A source says that uh, Lindsay heard that Chase and Emile Hirsch were hanging out at Justin Timberlake's restaurant (laughs) for drinks. But she showed up uninvited, unannounced, and Chase left.
0: Look, I, I know that Chase has his pick of the ladies, and you know he's he's not hurting for yeah. female companionship. But if you have the chance to hit Lindsay Lohan, you got to hit that, right? Some
13: guys have standards. Nope. Maybe nope. she's too old for him. Nope. Oh, that,
9: that <laughs> could be.
0: It? Like, That's a good point.
13: Fifteen. And finally,
9: no more Lisa uh, May. Okay.
7: Uh, in
13: casting news, John Cusack and Rob Corddry have uh, both signed up for a new titled, uh, new comedy titled Hot Tub Time Machine about a jacuzzi that Whoa. takes a few midlife crisis-suffering buddies back to 1987.
9: Is it a Hot jacuzzi that eats time machine? Come on. <laughs> the jacuzzi that eats. Yeah,
13: pretty much. And also, and this is for you guys, Naomi Watts. Now yes. you're
9: getting somewhere. And Frida Pinto. Now oh, you're getting has somewhere. Has joined
13: the cast of Woody Allen's new comedic Effort, and effort is the key word here. no.
9: Which one is he going to make out with? Um,
13: They haven't said what it's called, but uh, Josh Brolin's going to be in it, too. He hasn't been in his last few
0: movies, Kevin. He used to be the guy who embarrassingly was 55 and making out with the 25-year-old stars. But I think even he realized that he's old and gross and hard to look at. But I'll tell you the thing about being the Woodman is that everybody, every actor wants to work with him. He gets these stars, the biggest stars in the world, whoever he wants at scale. I mean, he's not not paying the $10 million or whatever a lot of them get. He just says, be in a Woody Allen movie, and they say yes.
13: But the thing is, no matter how crappy the movies are, and a lot of them are really crappy, they still come. They all make money.
0: Every one of them makes money.
1: Here's the good thing. The last four or five movies, he's got scorching hot chicks to do really sexually suggestive stuff. Yeah, that's That's true. He's He's good at that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good,
9: good. By the way, my porn name was The (laughs) Woodman. (laughs) Just for the record. Back to you.
13: (laughs) All right. Celebrity birthdays. Um. Dominic Chianese? Chianese. Chianese? Chianese. uh from The Sopranos. He was Uncle junior. junior. He started his career off Broadway. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. He's 78 years old. Don't care. Um, Edward James Olmos is 62. He's from Battlestar Galactica. But his first break was playing Zoot Suit here in L.A. on stage, and then that moved to Broadway. Um, actress Deborah Joe jo Roop from that 70s show. She was the mom. She's 58. Nope. Started her career in New York in 79. Oh, oh, frequently performed on God, stage I before to going to All My Children. <laughs> actor billy zane is 43 you of course know him from titanic but did you know on broadway he's in
7: Chicago? <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm lisa may and i walk the show with me. Oh kevin reversing wow. the bell that was brilliance
5: yeah By the way, i am the guy that mailed lisa may that bell i, really? <laughs> it up, I mailed it to the k-rock studios i said lisa it's not fair you don't have a bell I think they only let her use it that one time. <laughs> she was only
2: allowed to do the showbiz beat that one time. And then um, and they kind of rotated it through. And they even had Arnell uh, do the showbiz oh, yeah, beat. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
7: Good, yeah,
4: And he used to fill in pretty regular after that, huh? Yeah. Um,
2: I think so, yeah. All right, I got one more.
4: Wow. Ralph was on vacation. We had uh, different people fill in mm-hmm. with mm-hmm.
9: the showbiz beat. Yes, we did. And um, not everyone was happy with all of the choices.
10: Whoa, 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 whoa. Lisa doing showbiz beat? Carol, hold my calls. Listen up here, training bro Hollywood is-
9: Hey,
3: Amen. Did he call me Training bro? He did. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and Sugar sure, I want
3: to date that guy. He's funny.
5: <laughs> me too, oddly enough. Just more proof that Lisa May is the best sport ever. Yeah.
3: there uh, sure
5: is. <laughs> uh, that's Quitters Never Give Up. We're your one stop shop for everything in the Kevin and Bean creative universe. Leave us a voicemail, please. Uh, look us up on Twitter and on Instagram, and we'll catch you in the funny papers.
2: <laughs> bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship. The rest of the book, to serve men, it's a cookbook.
3: No, no, no! went to sleep mode. Strange. Yes, go Allie, ahead, Allie, I Mark got a question.
10: Uh, it's Mark here, and they asked me to join in, but uh, I've got course. a small white one. Weird. Does that make a difference?
3: Uh, no, actually, you know what? I don't think, I don't actually think it's the size of it. It's actually uh, the technique and geez. how you do Okay, thank you, yeah, oh my yeah.
8: Gosh. yeah, but thank you so much for asking that.
3: I'm no, sure a yet. lot
8: of, of men at home were wondering that as well. Not Chris, because he, no. he told me he had the big black one. Uh.
7: Girl Twin,
8: Smell it, just
3: smell it. Twin.